Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's go. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson, and today we got a special guest in the building. I just came across with some of these cats from Instagram. Out of a sudden, I was just like minding my own business, and I saw their Instagram page, and then I saw these guys hail from South Florida. Let's go, Florida, the wild state. And these guys happen to be a duo from South Florida who is hidden recently in the local scene for the base community. They just recently performed at Forbidden Kingdom, one of the biggest dubstep festivals in South Florida. So, or should I say Florida in general? We should, we should, we should put it, Jada. Let's keep it. Let, let's keep Let's keep it all caps all the way. So everybody, make some noise for the motherfucking South Flow Dual Dream Takers. Let's go. Thank you so much. Thank you all for right. having us. So super excited to I'm, I'm happy that you guys came along. Thank you for coming along. First things first, welcome to the show, guys. My name is Wolfson, okay? I don't know if you guys ever heard of me or have you been heard from non-associates? Yeah, I basically used to be a well-known bass producer here in South Florida for a few years and worked with Life and Color, Ultra, Sunset Music Festival, ADC. I used to work closely with Lucho and Pepe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. We love Lucio. Yeah, Lucho is my, my G, man. Shout out to him. I'm, I used to work with him. I used to be a, a street promo for him and... Yeah, basically, I came from the island of Puerto Rico, born and raised in the island, man. And then as soon as I moved down here, I basically decided, like, I want to play in fucking festivals. I ain't, I'm going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything other than just play, perform. Yeah. So what yeah. did I do? I basically joined Lucho and his team at that time. And I basically hauled my ass because I didn't know anybody here in Miami. To be fair, I didn't know nobody. So I don't have anybody to sell fucking tickets. So what did I do? I focus on street promo, handing out flyers all left and right on every inch of South Florida, including Tallahassee, Gainesville, Orlando and Tampa for all of it. Got their trust. I showed them how much I'm really worth, how hungry I am. Before you know it, I, I started performing with all their shows, you know. I respect the grind. I respect it. <laughs> I mean, it's a hustle. It's a, it's hustle. a hustle. It's a hustle, man. If you're really hungry, if you really want something, man, you do everything in your power to do so. Now, the difference between me and some of my competitors, well, not competitors, my homies, is that my homies were young and I'm not. I started like literally DJing when, well, I started DJing when I was 16. I'm 31 right now. So I started this shindig here in South Florida, like around my 25 or 26. Um, my homies were in their 20s, like in 20, 21. They just started out. So obviously they, their ambitions is much more bigger than mine. Me, I have bills to pay, unfortunately. I feel that. We I feel, feel that. that yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have go to college or or not, bro. I had to go to college. I had to go to school here and I'm paying for my master's. I'm still paying it. Fortunately, the promotion company can only do so much for me and I had to quit so I can continue paying for my bills. Even though it was a good time, it was the best time of my life and no regrets with them. Although I wish I could have done a couple of things in here there that we can discuss about it during the episode. But that's just like a little bit brief about it. I, I don't know if you guys check my catalog, but I basically release and work with a couple of um, bass producers in the scene. One of my closest friends happens to be the most multi-genre producer out there. Nitty gritty. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shout out to bitch. <laughs> <laughs> only I can say that, you know. Only I can say that, you know. Just no. And FYI, guys, I'm his friend. Okay, just before you guys come at me, I'm nice social media. Okay. Everybody come for him. We caught that episode. We caught that episode. Oh yeah. What do you guys think about it? I thought it was great. I mean, I've always. Like, here we go, jumping into the podcast real yeah. deep. But, uh, yeah, let's go. That's how we do it. But, uh, we, I mean, he's like a really good person to look up to in the scene, you know, like that, the way he's able to do so many different like genres really like makes him so versatile, you know, like right now you look at him like we saw him a couple of weeks ago in Miami at right. MAP for the side piece project. Yeah. Which is also now blowing up. And then he has his nitty gritty project, which is still like very relevant and still very like dominant in today's scene. So like, you know, like we, we look up to that, like we, that's kind of our goal and our end goal is to have that like versatility of being able to do like everything, you know, I tell everybody like whenever we play, whenever we perform the music we put out, we really want to make it for those people who aren't into bass music. You know, mm. if like if you brought your friends, say someone who's never listened to bass music before, I would like them to be like, oh, yeah, you could go see the Dream Takers and you'd have a good time. You know, that's it's going to be an enjoyable time. It's something that everybody can go there and enjoy. Now you bring your friends to like a funk case show. Like I love funk yeah. case. I'm obsessed with funk case. But, you know, that's when like sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming to people like, Right. We like to ride that fine line a little bit and like still have fun. Like, you know, there's times when we definitely love to like throw it down. Yeah, exactly. yeah I, I like how Nitty's like can do like produces the music that he wants to make and doesn't just mm -hmm. stay inside a box because the industry says so. And I think yes. that's kind of why we're taking that approach because I started out singing and making music that mm. has nothing to do with EDM and Gabe actually started out DJing a year before me and we were best friends. And so then we started dating and um our friend oh. took <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um our friend took us to dinner and he was kind of like, yo, like I think it'd be really cool if you guys like became a duo and started producing music and using Kelly's voice and just throw her in the DJ booth, teach her how to DJ and you guys will, you guys will kill it. And so, yeah, Gabe really, really taught me like everything I know, obviously. And I really appreciate you for that. Cause I know that was not easy <laughs> to like really teach me from the ground up, but yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. That's pretty dope. You know, now that you see that, because I was assuming that you guys were a couple in the pictures that I was looking at, it, you know, <laughs> I was assuming I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to step anybody's bounds. I didn't want to say the wrong question or the right, you know, yeah. but, but that's cool. But now that I see that, I can definitely potentially see you guys like a second coming of COVID. You guys heard of COVID? COVID? Have I heard of COVID? COVID. No, COVID, oh, COVID. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're basically a duo, you know, one sings and the other one produces. Okay. And, but most of the time, she's the one performing because the producer, I don't, I don't know what was the reason why he doesn't produce, but she's the face. But we yeah. all know that they both are a couple and they both do their things. So it's like okay. any, every other, every other, damn, I forgot another couple who does that a lot. Too. Honey and Clyde. <laughs> oh, well, 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 I got my objections with them, though. 
Cause that's just the comparison that we've been, you know, like that's like the most like, you know, known to like ear kind of comparison we've been mm. getting because like, you know, they played like some bass shows and I mean, they still do, but like, you know, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, are you guys going to be like the next Bonnie and Clyde? And we're, we're like, like, no, no. we're the dream takers. <laughs> no, exactly. Let them know. You're, you're, we're not going to be the next Bonnie and Clyde. We are the dream takers and that's that. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's dope. That's dope. So, what what genre are you basically heavily more in focus on? Because I feel like you guys are out of the musics that I heard from you guys, it's more very rhythmy. But now that you guys are telling me that you guys are like very versatile and you like to take that nitty gritty approach and become more multi genre. So, what genre is really inclined to you guys? So it started off like us really trying to find that out for some time, you know, like yeah. really what we wanted to target and what we wanted to go after. And like, we have a lot of people that like, we admire their sounds or certain things that they do and certain things that we draw our own ideas from, so on and so forth. I'd call it like melodic bass, melodic like, bass, but like, see, like, it's kind of like what we've been holding on to, like, as like our secret weapon that, that's really going to be our approach that we're going to start to really take in like the near future. We got some things planned out, but uh, yeah. So like we haven't really utilized our secret weapon, which is her voice. Mm. And like, and that's something that like a lot of people don't know. And I think that's something that's just going to take things to really like the next level because like, I'm not just saying this because my she's my girlfriend, but like she can sing, she can really sing, and like, and I just don't see too like too many singers. You know, you see a lot of the same singers, and there's a lot of new singers that are coming out that are great. I mean, even here in Florida, like you see people like Lizzie that are putting in her voice to like a lot of her tracks. So like, we're excited to do that. You know, a lot of people haven't heard that. So like. We got some originals that we're planning and we're working on right now and soon they will be out. And yeah. we're very excited to kind of express that, you know, secret weapon that we've kind of been sitting on. But yeah. I, I'd say like, I tell everybody like bass step, but like with a melodic twist to it, we definitely want to get into like, you know, the vibes that people can just enjoy for a second. And then in the car, like you yeah, can listen exactly. to it and you don't have to feel like, Oh my God, what am I listening to for 12 hours? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I think it's really dope to be able to put my voice into it and have lyrics behind it that actually mean something and can relate to people. Cause that's, I feel like why I've always been into music is to just kind of like write my feelings and be able to relate to at least one person. I feel like that makes me feel better that, you know, someone out there can hear my music and lift them up in some kind of way. Mm. So it's really just been a mix of us like, Gabe knows has known how to, how to produce for a while, but he started teaching me along the sides of when I started um, DJing as well. So it's just been like a mix of figuring out our sound and everything. But um, yeah, we have like a good amount of tracks right now that we're sitting on and we don't want to rush anything yet because it's right. definitely a, a big thing because we've yeah. done two remixes and now this is going to be our first original, whether it's an EP, whether it's a single, we want to make sure it's TT. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. So I have a little, a couple of things that I want to let you guys know. So the, the genre you're tackling is, has, it's definitely dubstep and it has like a couple sub genres. First, it was known to be as melodic dubstep. 
Then it evolved itself into what it is right now and what everybody likes to call it. It has many names. It's either Future Rhythm or Color Base. Yeah. I, I, to me, there it's still dubstep to me at the end of the day, right. you know, but admirable. Command you guys to do that. I want you guys to stick with your guns. If you guys are very good at something, stick to it. But at the same time, don't hold yourselves with that same genre, okay? I'm going to tell you guys something, and it's the reason why Nita Greedy is the most multi-genre person out there. And it's because, and well, besides the fact that he's actually a musician, the guy does no wrong, but... I remember he and I went to school together and there was this professor that we're not going to mention names. Um, He told us one day, stick with that, stick with that genre that you're good at and stay in that lane. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything outside of it. Now, if I followed that advice, I would have never done dubstep because it's nitty gritty's reason why I do dubstep and I follow bass more heavily because before I used to be uh, one of those big room guys. You know, mm-hmm. Electro House, yeah. Progressive House type, you know, never would have thought about jumping the gun and does that. But then again, it's because I was afraid of doing it. I had never had the balls and I was just only good at house. I never knew how to do a fucking simple growl until he showed me how to do it. And he said, like, fuck that, bro. Just do whatever makes you happy. That's the key. Do whatever makes you happy. Do not. And I repeat, do not ever please the masses because you're not going to reach far. Like it doesn't work like that. Like you can try, you can do it. All you get is a high five. Right. Exactly. You don't want to do that. No. You'll never never love what you do at that point. Like there's been so many instances of life where you I've realized like you're not gonna love what you do until like you're doing what you want to do. You know, it's a real thing. Like there's a lot of people who are like being pushed on projects that they started and now they kind of want to go in a different direction, but like they kind of got their hands tied, you know, they're, they're known in one lane in one specific lane. And that's where versatility comes in. And like Nitty has no lane, you know, like referring back to him again, but yeah. he literally has no lane. Like you tell him to make a house song, like you'll fucking do a make house a song. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I you mean, know? I mean, that, at, that, at this point he cannot do and no wrong. Like seriously, he just released, Recently, a reggae dub. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why, why not? not? He like, comes out with Sad Boy Rock. Why not? Like, why not? <laughs> he comes out with Rock. Yeah, exactly. Like, he if, he, if he can do it, why can't you? You know? 100%. Like, who, those people in the industry are so influential. Like, I can't explain. As, even at just the state of Florida. Like, we've met mm. a lot of people in the industry now. Like, we're starting to meet a lot of people, but man like florida has some of the best producers and gems that are just like really not even known to the public as much but you know like we just produce a lot here in florida there's a lot of people that come out of florida and they're just absolute studs and he just happens to be like one of them you know i just hate the fact that because of what you said florida has lots of talent but nobody hears about them Nobody yeah. exploits that. Nobody gives them a leg up. Nobody does anything. Not even the fucking labels. I'll tell you what. Labels, sometimes they become gatekeepers at one certain point. Mm. And it's because, you know, like they give you the my favorite rejection phrase. Oh, it's not in it for us. Bullshit. It's <laughs> definitely it's definitely in it for them because 
Why else would you have a demo submission? It's right. because they need music. They need content. Exactly. But then they become a little bit gatekeeping because it, it all go, boils down to see like who you know. What do you know? So it becomes 100%. like it becomes like it doesn't matter if you're talented or not. It doesn't matter if the song is fire or stuff. It's not in it for us because, you know, like we don't fuck with it. You know, like we, we got we already got like 20 others that were good. Right. That's fucking gatekeeping. It's, yeah. it's a different day and age right now. It just is like it's crazy to see like there's so much more that goes into it now than music. At times, like your socials being kept up to yeah. to par, to par, you know, like to society's par of being yeah. a DJ. You know, there's so much extra stuff when like there's people making really good music and they may not have all those other components mm-hmm. because they don't have a management team yep. or they don't have you know the opportunities that like we're like grateful to have. You know, it's 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 tough, and a lot of people like ask us to like, oh, do you guys like? have management you guys i'm like no we're kind of just doing it by ourselves right now like we're just kind of enjoying it like which is good i'm excited to do that because then we can you know figure out exactly where we want to be and what we want to be putting out there instead of um versus you know having to be controlled or whatever by a management team and it's not necessarily a bad thing i think it's a great thing but i just think once we get there we'll know it's always great to know more than your reps Keep that mm-hmm. always in mind, you know, because the reason I've never got I've signed with multiple management companies and I either like tear out the contract or let it let it end. Why? Because I happen to know more than then and I know how much I can achieve without them. You know, there's and sometimes some of these management like I expect you to do certain things for me. Why is it that I'm doing it? Why do I have to work? I'm supposed to focus on my music. Why aren't you hitting up the clients? Why aren't you pushing this? Why aren't you not doing that? And it's that and it's that back and forth, you know, babysitting shit in which now you actually be the guy like, hey, hey, hurry up and do something. Yo, send do this. Hurry up and do this. Like you're like, yeah. why am I doing this? Like if I, if I'm going to be doing this, then I might as well do it by myself, you know? The only thing is you better make sure that when you're doing these things, you better have the resources and the networking that you can actually pull through by yourself. But it's That's never it. bad to learn to know more than the people that represent you. It's actually yeah. it's actually it's even better because that's when you actually can tell whether they're in it for you or they're in it for themselves, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. then that avoids a lot of, you know drama and a lot of back and forth and a lot of you know shoulda coulda woulda 100 yeah. definitely i agree so before we go on even further because i i feel like a kind of an asshole for not asking you as a little bit more details about yourself so tell me more about <laughs> yourself give me like a little uh brief bio for yourselves go ahead dude. so i probably have one of the most like craziest like backgrounds like oh shit oh shit <laughs> so oh uh, shit okay i'm gonna try to like sum it up and be really quick because every time i tell brief people, bio I, babe i know exactly <laughs> it bio. always ends up being like so many questions like why are you serious like this that and the other i pretty much was basketball was my life for mm. like a very very long time play basketball from the day i could start walking and my dad had me on the mini hoop and we just 
we're a big basketball soccer family. My family mm. loves to watch soccer on Saturday mornings. Like we've watched European teams every every year and it was great. I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And it came a time where I had to pick between soccer and basketball. Boom, pick basketball. So I got halfway decent at basketball. I got a couple scholarship offers. I committed to the Naval Academy out of high school. Oh. So I was in the Navy, which means I went through basic training. So that was an experience. Mm. And um, I stayed there. I really wasn't happy with what, where I was for sports wise, you know, cause I went there for sports and also the opportunity, you know, the Naval Academy is like the number one public school. So like, at least I went there and I gave it a try. My mom really wanted me to go there and test it out. So I did that and I wasn't happy. So I ended up transferring to FAU and I played basketball here. I was really enjoying it. I committed here. It was a great time. And, uh, I was having, I loved it. I love South Florida, but I just was, it was becoming more of a business. Like, in basketball and it was starting to become like I, I don't know it was just something i just found myself just not really being happy at where mm -hmm. i where it was and i had a great group of friends down here in south florida and i was like you know what like this really just isn't for me like i'm gonna and it was the tough decision trust me like from being playing basketball i learned so much but like ending it there was a little bit off it wasn't what i planned on but i went with my gut and then um, I just really started to get into music after that. And um, I remember it was, it was a couple, I had been to plenty of shows back in the day. I used to go to like Galantis shows and like, I used to love all like the sort of like mainstream stuff growing up. I remember it was the first year of Forbidden that I had went and um, I wasn't planning on going. And my friends were just like, hey, we have a free uh, ticket for the weekend. Like, you should come with us. And I was like, you know what? Like, why not? Like, I got nothing going on. I went. And then something just like, it was the weirdest moment. Like, I still try to explain it to people. Something just clicked that weekend. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And in life, like, I've always just been that kind of person. Like, if I set my mind to it, like, I'm going to achieve it. You know, like, I'm going to, like, manifest that into happening. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I want to play at this festival. Like, this is something I want to do. Like, I, I want to experience this. Like, I want to be the person on stage. I want to be making music. So I really took a dive into it. And then um, I had another project before we became Dream Takers. And uh, I went by Son of God. And those were good days and memories. Like, I played a bunch of, I, I played just a bunch of local shows. And, you know, I would do little, like, tiny gigs here and there. But I was enjoying it. You know, it, to me, I felt like I was taking one step closer to like where I wanted to be. And right. that was my goal, you know? And fast forward a couple of years of grinding like real hard and putting my face into my computer and practicing on decks and then teaching her. And then now we're here, you know, it's it's been a journey and a half, but like everything happens for a reason. And right. I know I've learned so much from like my past in basketball and the Naval Academy. Like if you ask anybody, I know that was the last place people were expecting me to go. When I said I was going there, they're like, really? really, really? Yeah. You and the Navy, huh? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Believe it. Yeah. But. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good experience you know I'm, I'm glad i went through it it taught me a bunch 
But um, yeah, now we're here and we're thriving, thriving and surviving. That's pretty dope, man. You know, it's one of the things that it's good that you notice it early on that when you feel that there's something that you really do not like and you're not happy about it, switch it up immediately, man. And just look for stuff that actually makes you happy and makes you passionate about it. And when you actually do have it, don't let go. Just go and fry for it. That's actually pretty cool. Man. What yeah. about you? Like, how did it all, everything all started up for you? So I'm from Tampa, Florida. Shout out. To oh, <laughs> um, and then I came here for college at FAU and I've growing up since I was like 10 or 11, I played piano. My mom mm -hmm. plays piano. My dad plays guitar. He was in a band in high school. So like I was always surrounded by music and Sundays at church, my family would play. My dad would once a month, like force me to come up and sing with him on stage. And I always hated it. But like now looking back, I'm really grateful for it because he pushed my brown boundaries and like helped me see my potential. And yeah, so like I always wrote every time I was like feeling sad, happy, pissed off, anything. I would always just sit down on the piano and, you know, write a song, even if it was trash. I would just do it and it made me feel so much better. So then when I got to FAU, I brought my keyboard to my dorm and no one, literally no one knew I sang except my parents and my best friend from home. And then I started like playing in my dorm and my roommates were like, oh my gosh, like you need to play more. And then I found one of my friends, his name's Vani. He like pretty much took me in and started having me record songs. And so I'd go there and he, he was my producer at the time. And I would just write songs on piano and, you know, record them. And it was really great. And it was super cool to learn and experience hearing my voice and learning all the different ways I could use it. And then um, and then I released my first song on Apple Music last April and Gabe oh. and I were best friends. At, Congratulations. Yeah, was, thank you so much. And it went really well. Then Gabe and I started dating and, you know, we were like, you know what, after that meeting that I talked about earlier, we're like, let's do this together. I think it'd be really cool and super inspirational for anyone who's wanting to do something, but they're scared. You know, if you have people pushing you, they're not pushing you just because because they want to see you fail they're pushing because they realize that you have potential and that's mm. i feel like one big thing i've learned from listening to the people just listen to the people that love you because they're always going to push you in the right direction i absolutely agree you know like and you, yeah. and it's most of the time is the people that's within your inner circle you know right those are and the sometimes you mislook it because they're like oh it's just my best friend like it's just this person but really it's it's beneficial yeah i agree i 100 i agree i mean my biggest friend right now besides my girlfriend is um my mom she's being mm -hmm. the, um, at first it was hard for her to support me because she was just afraid that whatever i'm doing it's not gonna financially help me out in the long run yeah but then after I show her results, after I show her, look, all the festivals I'm playing, mom, look, I'm playing in Tampa. Look, I'm playing in Gainesville. Look, I'm playing in Orlando. Look, I'm here in, in Miami. Look, I'm playing in Puerto Rico again. Look, yeah. mom, I'm doing podcasts. Yeah, look, <laughs> look mom, I'm doing podcasts. And I feel, I feel like the podcast is the one that she's happy about because... That's awesome. I mean, it's so cool to talk to different I think people. this is the coolest thing like ever. Like I, I, I just feel like there's so many people doing it now, but like I would, it, it'd be so much fun. You know, you really get to like know people, you know, a lot of people just yes. like, it's different, you know, like 
you know them through social media. That's kind of weird, you know, but you sit down and you, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts now because like, I kind of want to know what these people are like, you know, and it's crazy when like, I heard you on a podcast. I, pre- I know a lot about you. Like when you meet these people right. in real life, kind of like, it's like, it's cool because you know, like, oh, this person's a really cool person. Like I'd actually like to talk to them myself, you know? Yeah. That's why I think podcasts are like so beneficial. When I, when we got your message, I was like, oh yeah. I, I thank you. I mean, absolutely. Like it for me, podcast is my own therapy, you know, and it's my own way for me to rent out everything that I have. And at the same time, trying to teach people or teach everyone in general, like like you guys and let them know, look what happened to me based on my experience and look at all the stuff I had to go through. Don't go through what I did because it's not the one way door. There's multiple doors. Go ahead and do this. Go ahead and do that. You know, and absolutely. My inspiration for my podcast had to do for me listening to podcasts. And it all started with listening to Sam Matla from the EDM podcast. And and then after that, I started listening to Willie Joy back to back. And and afterwards, I, I decided like, OK, these guys are much more EDM specific. I want to hear more a little bit funny or intellectual conversations that makes you want to think and have regular conversations that's where i started listening to the joe rogan experience the mm-hmm. brilliant idiots flagrant two those are my favorites and joe button and there's so many great ones it's yeah. like the list goes on send like, us a list so we can start hopping on yeah i need more <laughs> i'm like writing this down absolutely no the brilliant idiots with andrew schultz and Charlemagne the god that's my favorite. Like, oh, I listen. I used to listen to that one. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Charlemagne with Andrew Schultz. Like th- that yeah. podcast is hilarious, and at the same time, very informative. Because some of the stuff that that they talk about, like, oh, I didn't know that shit happened. All right, all right good to know. Let's discuss. And then just they take a, a funny spin out of it. I'm just like, bro, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just <laughs> about to say, their attack on everything is so like smooth <laughs> and like, so like, it keeps you drawn because it's, it's comical. Yeah. But at the same time, it's very informational. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Some That's what I like about them because some of their stuff is actually pretty good. And I'm like, damn, I never thought about it like that way. And, it just makes you think otherwise. And of course, you know, when they go on on a conspiracy bullshit, comical shit, obviously they go like, guys, this is the brilliant idiots. You know, if it doesn't make sense, it's the brilliant idiots. You know, <laughs> nothing made sense. It, only us made sense. You know, I'm like, bro, the, irony. the yeah. irony, you know, the irony. Yeah. It's 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 hilarious. You know, uh, if anything, I take more inspiration from the Joe Rogan experience because he actually has the ability to have conversations with all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds and all sorts of um, ideas like shit. He goes from talking someone that's if we go down the political scheme, he goes from somebody that's very conservative to all the way someone that's very liberal. Yeah. If we're talking about entertainment wise, he he goes to the gnarliest, edgiest, edgiest comedian to the most friendly one. He talks to everyone. He goes to the most brilliant scientists to the most um, former CIA operatives. Like it's really crazy. It, it makes no sense. Like it's just such a wide variety of people. Like it's just right. like he's every top dog from every single section of every category. And right. Just, hey, it's, want to sit down and talk? Yeah, that, it's so uh, it's so awesome because it, it it shows him he has no boundaries and he's just 
sitting in the mic and wants to learn and wants to understand why you think like that. And that's why one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast is because I whenever I talk to somebody, I want to understand their comments, their perspective, their their hardships, everything. I want to understand it. So that way I know like how we can actually feel the similarities out of it, you know, and then we can actually help each other out by pushing through together. You know, that's what it's all about, man. That's is helping each other out, man. It's sad that not many people do that often and they should be doing that. But not the podcast. Thing. I mean, like helping each other out or helping the little one. You know, it's only the few artists that I can tell from up on my head that can say that. Yeah, this guy's from the community. This guy is definitely for his people like this one knows what he's doing, you know, shit like that. Yeah. But yeah. but unfortunately, like it's come to the point that everything ha- has become like a competition of sorts, like. Everybody wants to be on the top. Everybody wants to do this, do that. Because why? Ego, insecurities. You know, they feel like, oh, shit, if this guy outgrounds me, I'll never be relevant again. So I need to do something. I can't help this guy. Fuck this guy. I do my shit. And man, boy, do I see that a lot in the industry. That's when you start getting unhappy with what you're doing. Yeah. It's just unreasonable to be expecting to live in the spotlight the whole time. And I think that's when you can kind of take a step back and focus on what you really want to be putting out there and what you want to be relating your music to or why you want to be putting it out. And I think that's a good time to sit back and think, where do I want my journey to go? And mm. even if it's not like A, B or C's, I, I love my journey because it's mine and it's ours and you know that sort of thing. And I think that's where it's really cool because Gabe and I have a lot of similar perspectives on things it's, and then a lot of different. And I think it's cool to kind of use our halves and put them together and make something that's totally unique because it's not just me and it's not just Gabe. It's yeah. you know, both of us mesh together. And I, I love to see the outcome of where we head with things. I mean, definitely. I'm so far for our conversation. It's looking pretty good, you know, and it seems like you guys are definitely fully aware of what you guys are doing and you guys, so far for what I'm seeing, you guys are heading in the right direction. So I commend you guys to continue on and not, don't and continue to push forward. Okay, don't let any of the haters like say anything. Like remember this, guys. When it comes to social media, let them hate. They're gonna hate regardless. There's no way you're gonna change their fucking minds. There's no fucking way. Even if you prove them right or wrong, they're gonna hate regardless. So the best, yeah. the best thing you can do is just all right, cool, bet, thank you. Because you yeah. already you you took your time to look at my content and comment it. So thanks for the engagement though. Yeah. <laughs> I needed that, you know? It's it's and it's like the thing is though, like I'm I've never been like I don't like and I say this wholeheartedly, mm. I like to see my friends, even people that I don't necessarily know like as a friend to friend basis i love to see my friends eat you know like i love to see their success you know like i love i i just like that's why i ask myself like a lot whenever i do see like a lot of hatred being pushed towards certain people or just the way that people go about certain things it's just like i hate to be like that super softy like why don't we all just support each other, you know? But like, realistically, at the end of the day, like, like if damn. you don't, if you don't, if you don't like something, you can keep that to yourself. Like, there's no need to go and get your your point across by commenting on the Instagram posts. Like, oh, like you're a terrible person. Da da da. Post. Oh, now I feel good about myself because I just te- typed in mm. "you're a terrible person." I posted it from whatever my account is. You know, With like zero followers, zero pictures. Right? <laughs> 
It's not even about that. No, no, I'm just thinking like it's about that. It's it's just about the point that like there there comes in in our heads and our minds like like gratefully we haven't had really much of that. Like I can only think of one instance. I can think only think of one instance Mm. that happened, and then it was just like more of just like a why reaction that came from us like why like what did we do like to deserve you know like this but then again like you got to understand like not everybody is like pushing for you not everybody's in your corner like rooting for you like and that's why when you mentioned that fact about like the competition that's why i don't like i don't like focus on like other people's stuff Mm. and the way that other people do things i don't focus on how Subtronics releases his songs or how so-and-so does something else, you know? I'm focused on like what we're doing. And I saw a post that was like, that pretty much revolved around that same concept. And it was like, Martin Garrix put out his first track and played his first Ultra at the age of 18. Cascade put out his first track at 30 and started his, you know, really peaked his career around that time. Like pretty much saying, go at your own pace like there's no there's no right time you know like and i watched another thing that popped up on my feed it was almost like all coincidental like a gary v video telling like saying like oh like when i was 22 23 i used to get on myself all all the time because i was just like i don't know what i'm going to do in life now i'm sitting here at 40 and i feel like i'm still so young and i have so much more to do you know it's just like kind of showing that like life's at whatever pace your life is set to be, you know, you kind of like, you got to go with what you have and like go at your own pace. And that's why like, I'm really, I'm, I'm happy with everything that's been going on. You know, I feel like it's just pretty much Godspeed for us. And like, we're just kind of just keeping it rocking, you know, that's pretty dope, man. That's pretty good to hear. And it's absolutely true. You have to go on your own pace, man. And as long as you're happy, nothing, nothing else like matters, you know, like, that's like I I mean let me tell you I thought when I started DJing like I was 16-15 years ago when I started DJing I thought you know like this is the shit that I want to do for the rest of my life I want to tour but then as I get older I started to see like "Mm, I don't see this as a long term thing I see this as a short term thing right but the reason why I wanted to DJ is because that's the only time that I feel it I feel like I'm alive but how do I get to DJ in these festivals. I got to produce. I got to make music. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong about that. The problem is I'm not a musician. Mm -hmm. I have to learn on my own. Well, not on my own, mostly on my own, but um, school right here in Miami, how I can actually become a musician of sorts, you know, and produce music on certain keys and need to know that it's on this key that sounds right and everything. Yeah. Problem to that is because I'm forcing myself to do something that I don't want, but I wanted to do it so I can actually get to my goals, which is DJing at these certain festivals. I reached that goal. I didn't say it was going to be a long-term thing. No, it's going to be a short-term. I just reached the goal. I did it. Bam. We'll go rich now. I had to see like, all right, if you actually want to become a touring DJ, you want to be releasing of these labels and shit and whatnot, I had to continue producing and I had to continue doing it, which means I had to do stuff that I really don't, not that very passionate about. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every song that I've released, I'm proud of it. There's only a few songs that I regret and somehow people fuck with it so much. 
I don't that's, know why. That, that, that's literally that's that's what that's what bass music and everything is like. It is essentially just you don't know like what. That's why like I have certain com- conversations with people in the industry like, and they're just like like I don't understand how this person's like doing so well, and I'm just like it's just like do you don't know what adapts to what like what adapts right. to who like there's certain people that you just may not associate with, but like those people love it and like. It's there's so many like artists right now that are complete representation of that case. And it's great. I think that's the coolest thing about it. Even projects that like we're not happy about, like we'll send to somebody else and they'll be like, oh, I really like it. And then we're sitting here like, oh, we don't know if we really like it at all. Like, but like if you like it, that means they could be like half decent then. Like maybe we'll get back to it. Like, you know, something like that. Yeah. I I'm me to the opposite. Like once I finish and I really listen to it, I'm like, God damn, why the hell did I make this shit? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And people really love it. I'm like, huh? <laughs> But hey, I mean, I, I did it. And the reason why I done everything is it was never to please myself. It was always to please others because it was the only way for me to get into these these festivals. It was the only way for me to get into these artists. And, you know, it's the only times I can actually shake hands with them, send them demos and shit or whatnot. I wasn't happy about it. And then when I realized that, that I wasn't really happy and I was just making shit mediocre stuff and wasn't too proud of, I took a hiatus. I stopped altogether. And that's where podcasting came along and I found my calling. That's awesome. I applaud you for like actually taking yourself out of it because I feel like It's really hard once you put so much work into something to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of listen to your yourself and be like, I know this is of what I want, just like how Gabe was with basketball. But I think it's cool because then you find what you're looking for and that's what you're doing right now. And that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And 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 I say it, I am proud to say it in my podcast and in my platform because Sometimes we gotta have to face the music, you know? Right. Sometimes we have to be real about ourselves, you know? Like it's it's very unhealthy to live in this fantasy world saying that I, I can do it, I can do it when you're actually not happy about it, you know? Sometimes even if it's because I think something about the human brain, psych 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 psychological wise makes you think like, oh, like I'm ashamed that I, I'm a failure. Uh, I didn't I didn't please the people, I didn't please the crowd and please like nobody I'm, I'm a loser and shit like that and just drags you down mentally you know mm-hmm. and unfortunately not many people can actually like captivate that at the moment until you sit it out loud and say and say it very proud say like hey yo like i suck at music <laughs> what can i do well what else am i good at i'm good at fucking engineering i'm good at make I'm cleaning up vocals. I'm good at podcasting. I'm good at also doing LED tech. I'm good at doing other shit with staging and mixing and other crap. Like, okay, at least I can do that. I can focus more on that. Yeah. And you're still in the music scene as well. You're just not the one making it anymore. And it's like, I feel like you're happier with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's all about being happy with yourself and accept the realities, you know. Because if you're gonna continue on with this fantasy world, it's like I'm gonna be the next Martin Garrett's. I mean, chances are you're slim to none. And if you continue <laughs> living with that mentality, it will mentally exhaust you. It will mm-hmm. take you down to a path that you 
didn't didn't need to go you know and something that stuck with me that she said was the making the music for others when i the biggest change mentally that and a mental aspect for producing that's helped me is as soon as i started making the music for me you know for me for us for dream takers for whatever we wanted to there's some projects that nobody will ever hear and like Mm. like rightfully so like because you know like it's just something that we wanted to do but there's there's never an issue with it you know it's you're doing what that that's how i feel like you go about not pushing out that profile for your project that you don't really love you know when you start producing music that you like and you enjoy is when it becomes a whole another ball game because now you're traveling and now you're doing this that playing out the music that you, you love you me. know yeah. and it makes it easier for me you know like i'm sitting here like when i first like started like oh i'm trying to make the next excision lockdown yeah. i'm trying to make <laughs> i'm trying to make something <laughs> crazy you know yeah. like and i'm sitting here grabbing different crowd presets messing with them trying to make something crazy and i'm just like is this really what like i want to do like am i trying to be an excision and then like we have uh we've we've been playing we've been like playing support for a lot of like dubstep djs so like we have been playing our good handful of like dubstep music but like in the end goal like we really love that like that bass you know that like that fire bass the sub that's kicking and rumbling you know like we love that bass music and like you know it's time to like finally put the pieces of the puddle the puzzle together and you know and start like putting two and two together you know like i feel like it's a really cool thing that i don't we don't hear like much of when like it comes to like melodic bass when i say bass though like not like dubstep bass there's future there's trap there's drum and bass there's this and that like bass music in general is is very vague you know like people drop bass music like it's you could be talking about bass house for all yeah bass house is part of it too complex from mid-tempo i mean let's go exactly exactly yeah so I mean, that's, that's just something that, that stuck with me because that is one of the most true things that, like, if I were to tell anybody, like, some advice is to just do what you, like, want to do. Like, you know, there's no rights or wrongs when it comes to producing. That's right. another thing that had me stuck for, like, almost a year. I'm like, am I doing this right? Like, there's not technically a right way, you know? Like, you make your own wave around Ableton and then you post your little tutorial of how yeah. you did it and now you're the new wave of how to do it, you know? So I think it's really cool, you know? Absolutely, man. Find find it when you're starting to please yourself and believe me or not, when I came back not too long ago, this this year, I decided like, ah, let me just open up a project session and man, let me just do something that I feel like I want to do it. Believe it or not, I made some of the best tracks i've ever produced in my goddamn life and i'm so proud of them that if i ever get a chance to play again like i want these tracks to be out there because and and i look at all the stuff that i've ever released i'm like holy fuck this is way better than anything i've released and all because like i feel like i'm happy about it i'm proud of this because i did so much work on that that it made me feel happy that I didn't give a shit if I'm pleasing someone else. Like I'm, I was only doing it for fun for myself and just for the fuck of it because there was no rush on me. There wasn't this mental rush like I need to do this now. 
because that way I could have a catalog. And once I have a catalog, I can just give this out to all these labels and see if they fuck with it up, you know, this and that. Like, like, no, I just decided to like, oh, fuck, let me make this song. All right, cool. All right, Nets. Let me make this song. All right, cool. I did something. Nets, you know, Nets, 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 that's it. And then... That's the facts. I mean, it's, it's literally the game. People make stuff to be like, oh, I'm, I need to make something for a folder to like send to so-and-so. Like When you put yourself on that time crunch, I feel like that's when you start making yeah. stuff that you're not happy with. Yes, you couldn't you could have said it any better, man. That's when you have that type of time crutch for certain people. I feel like it, it works, but at the same time, you're putting too much pressure on right. something that may or may not happen. Because then if you put that little time crutch saying that you have a need to have a catalog and then say that you you pass the time and you're like, holy shit, I don't have track and nothing's going to happen. You just go in this little rabbit hole that will go down south and you're like, this is all going to avoid it if you just didn't make the damn timestamp. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point, just just release the fucking track. Who cares if the label doesn't want it or not? Like, just release it. If it makes yeah. me happy. If it's good shit, it's good shit. People will find it. Me, there's, there's been so many cases where people have just went and released it and it's done extremely well. And, yeah. you know, it's a big smack in the face for people who, you know, who don't believe in it at first. But like that just goes back to the point of like, you don't know who's going to be fond of your music and who's not. You know, it's it's all up in the air. And, you know, it's a learning process. Like I tell people, like, I know I've been producing for years now, but like I still consider myself, you know, like intermediate, I guess we'll put it at. You know, I'm still, right. lo- right. I still love learning more. You know, I feel like there's still so much more that I can learn and I can achieve. And like, she's learned like ridiculously fast. Like it's kind of annoying and frustrating because <laughs> like, but it's different. Though. I, think like, it's just- I, I was like you, I didn't have any sort of musical, yeah. like, I mean, I love music. I've been bumping music my whole right. life. You know, listen to rap growing up and then like slowly started like evolving into like dance music. But like, you know, I didn't have that musical thing. So I'm sitting here cheating on Ableton using like the key, the key thing. So I see what stuff's in key, you know, right. so I see what's in key. And like whenever I'm trying to do remixes or flips, I'm using a tuner to tell me what key it's in, you know. But like, I like I'm excited for it. Like now, like we're taking a much more different approach. Like and I saw you mention this on one of your other podcasts as well. Like the producers like during quarantine doing all those private lessons and stuff Mm. and i feel like that was sick because we learned so much from it and we're on uh this website called defire which uh wait whoa 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 you're at defire with alex (laughs) on the uh on the on the web uh, not not we're not on it we're on the web like we have a subscription yo (laughs) no shit i was with them for a while too I mean, I just think it's a super useful platform for people who are like in this like gray area where we're at right now. Yeah. We soak up so much knowledge from some of these people's track and even things that I wouldn't necessarily think I would benefit from watching. I just get bored and I watch and I'm like, wow, I can move that over into bass music and that would be extremely cool so like it's just like so many different things and then we got a couple um just lessons with some like bigger djs in the scene coming up soon so like it's really cool to see like the bigger guys like you know taking their time taking their time with the young dogs you know and like 
and like spending some time with us and like helping us. So like, not to mention, we have like great friends who are always a call away, like Plasma from Tampa, super great guy, great producer. Like Rublo. he's always a call away. <laughs> Rublo was just on the phone with him last night. And, you know, like I, and they're like super supportive and like, they're just like, there's so many great people that we've met in like the industry so far. And yeah. like, those are like people like we call like, you know, family now, like they're super close people. Like the list goes on, like right. we've met so many great people, yeah. but they're always a call away. And like, I can have a question about the most silliest thing on Ableton. And I know Mike will answer the phone and be like, dude, dude, just do this. <laughs> just transpose this up and then EQ this. And then like, you know, like yeah. he's just like, they're just great people. And that's why I'm so glad like in life, I've been so lucky to like meet so many like great people that are like really genuine. And like Definitely. a lot of people don't meet that many people like that, but I feel like I always put myself in positions where I've just met like really good people. So right. I'm excited. I mean, I feel like it's only up from here and like, yeah, we're in a really good space right now. Like, like in every aspect, in my opinion, I'm happy with where we're at. And like, she's happy where we're at. And like, you know, we just go from here. Like we go just where the wind takes growing. us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's Always. pretty dope to hear, you know, and absolutely like shout out to the fire society, man. Those guys are the illest. I, I was there for a year or so, and I learned so much from them and so much from all those guys who were on the top, like Crimson Child. Jashar, shout out to him. I've watched I've, Crimson Child's videos too. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that's crazy that that name just stuck with me. But yeah, like, I watched that video. Too. I had, I had, inter- I have like um tutoring lessons with him before. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's yo, and and it's because of his knowledge this is like why some of my sound designing and my projects overall sound the most gnarliest original shit ever. Oh and, yeah, and. And it's pretty cool from him because he's typically his music is not very dubstepy or rhythmy or any of that. Even though he loves that genre, he loves it, but he doesn't make that much as often as you will think. Yeah. But learning from him, not just only from um, making music, like I learned from him um, when it comes to approaching people, networking, you know, writing emails. So marketing overall, like he's a marketing genius. Like the guy does no run on that. And I learned so much of it. And I always tell people, it's like, yo, if you guys ever want to learn, really learn how to make music or the whole shabam bang, you go to Jashar, man, because Grinson Chow is the dopest person ever. And yeah. he's he, he's very he's he's very busy, you know, with his last album, the 11th LP, man. Oh my god, that was like the, the most diverse album i've ever heard on a bass producer like wow, i honestly haven't heard it yeah, i don't know if she's heard it but like with that statement being said i definitely something i gotta check i out. mean i'm telling you he has everything from the base like if you want a mint temple he'll go harder than mint temple if you want a dubstep he will go harder on the dubstep you want something very something melodic something melodic you want experimental something swearing. like he has everything like he has the answer to everything it's just dope generally <laughs> it's dope and it's the Base itself, it's so fat and gnarly that you you feel like, God damn, I want to do something like that. Like, I hope shit. you blow that. I hope you blow your face up in that part. You just blow it up. Oh yeah, <laughs> it goes like that. It goes like, mm, okay, make your face yeah. distorted, just like that. Only a few people have ever done that. Um, obviously, Zomboy 
Josh Melody, shout out to him. Oh my gosh. Mode Step, shout out to Josh and Pat. Those are my homies. They always bring it down hard. He's a, he's a really he's a really nice guy too. We met him at uh, Treehouse. He's a really nice Josh. Guy. Josh, yeah. Um, I'm happy to hear that you guys exchanged emails. We didn't. Uh, he was. I mean, it was a busy night, so like we just kind of we talked for a second. But he was, you know, like you could tell he's a super kind guy. Like, and it was just super small talk, but like he was a nice person. You know, like he was talking to a bunch of people. It was the night that it was like. A disciple takeover. Oh yeah, and, virtual and, riot was there that night. Yeah, exactly. oh, okay. So yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. busy night, you know. So like, that's one thing we don't like. We don't ever want to like overstep on everybody mm-hmm. or like you know, kind of like I try to explain to people like I don't want to like breathe down someone's neck. You know, I like to let things happen naturally, and you know, sometimes you do have to go up and like make the first step in certain occasions. But like you know, like I like natural conversations. You know, like. And that's how like some of the most coolest, like we've played a lot of support for some people in the past and like the most like amazing conversations come from just letting things happen naturally, you know, like letting the the conversation like, you know, go naturally, not talking about music, talking about basketball, talking about like so-and-so, whatever. Like I can just remember off the top of my head, me, uh, Megalodon Megalodon. and Kelly were just, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just a night and we were just sitting there and we're just chilling and like, just started talking about basketball randomly. And it just carried on into such a, and we're sitting there like trying to last second, get our set ready. Cause we're like playing right before he was like, we're like, like, wait, (laughs) shoot, we have to play in like five minutes. But anyways, basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it was just—it was just—it was just cool. But that's just one person to name. There's been so many great people that like we've met just Super from casual people, and some people who like just absolutely like blew my mind, like with how like kind they actually are and how people can be, you know, like you know, just unaware of like how nice people actually are because people think of DJs as different people, you know, they're right. just the people at the same time. I mean, yeah, that's the best way to go about it when it, when it comes to meeting your your people yeah just have a nice conversation don't talk about music or touring just talk about anything outside of that you know just be a, a new or a regular human being with them you know because that's what they want they'll feel much more appreciated if you talk to them as a human <coughs> than you talk to them as a like oh my god boat step yo 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 but i will say this i've met some, the majority of these people that i met and I'm, that includes fucking skrillets and zomboy and Borgor, uh, I did the whole conversation, but I did ask them for their email. Mm-hmm. It's very important for you guys to take advantage when you meet some of these people to ask them their emails. Even if if it's a small talk, you know, just say like, oh, shit, I got to go. Hey, I'm sorry. I got to go. But let's we should exchange uh, information. Can you, is it OK if I ask you for your email? Bro, they're more likely they're going to give it to you, you know, if especially if you were nice to them. Absolutely. They're going to give it to you, man. I got emails all the way from Herobus to Borgor to Zomboy to Corey. Obviously, Mega uh, Modestead, you know, but Funkcase. Like, I got Funkcase's personal email before he switched it to his DPMO. All because I started talking with him. All because I started talking to him and have those conversations like you guys were having. And then before he had to leave, I said, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. Is it OK if I ask you for your promo email? Would like to send you some music if you're interested. In oh, Ben, they're going to let it go like that. Now, it's very different when you go to them and say, hey, Funkus, how's it going, man? Can I get your email? Yeah, that's see, That's 
that that'll that'll never be the case. Yeah. <laughs> we, there's, there's, the, the thing is though, it's like almost like, and I was gonna say like, yeah, we uh, it's we don't get like their emails, but like usually for the people that we hit it off with, we do stay in touch. You know, we mm. we we exchange numbers, whether we exchange socials, yeah. and it's cool because like another example, uh, we were hanging out at with Hesh, and Hesh mm. was like somebody that like realistically like. I don't, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Like growing up, I was a huge Hesh fan. I thought it was sick. I thought his music was crazy. It was just super high energy. And he's just ended up being a really cool, nice person. And like, now we're all friends. And like, he swipes up on my story and he's like, hope you two are well, like miss you guys, you know, like just super genuine. And it's just like, it's so cool seeing how down to earth, like some of these people can be, you know, and staying in touch with them is obviously beneficial because there will be times when we're going to use it for music purposes mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, check out this song Kelly singing on, you know, boom. Like maybe if you want to use it in the future, you can go ahead, download it, you know? Yeah, that absolutely. man. all I'm saying is like, there's nothing wrong for you guys to ask their emails or, you know, and their information. It's okay. Even if the conversation is naturally, like there's nothing wrong about it, man. The, actually, it, in a way, it shows them that you're intrigued with them, that you're interested with them, and you're you want to know more about them and have more stay in touch with each other. And at the same time, those people are be like, "Hmm, interesting. I want to hear what you got. Let me see if you're the real deal or not." You know, and then you guys can hit it up. You know, one of the things, one of one of the things I will say when it comes to sending out music, it's better off. To send music to these artists before you even send them to these labels. It's never worth sending music to the on the labels, even though it's demos, it doesn't matter. Don't send it to them. Yeah. Why? Because maybe they'll they'll give you that excuse of, you know, it's not in it for us, or we're not, it's not the direction, yada yada yada. But guess what, guys? They're lying to you. Remember what I said earlier, guys. They need content. They need to push content all the time. So obviously, besides the artists, they also trying to push the narrative of something new or something different. You know, how do I know this? Well, let me tell you a story. What happened was one time my good old friends, Big and Slim, shout out to Chris and Andrew, told me a specific story in which it reinforces more of what I knew about labels. They send a, a specific song to a certain label and the label rejected it. And they sent that same song to set to another artist that the label signed to that artist. The artist liked it. It was dope. They said like, oh, I'm going to play this. And they said, yo, why don't you release it on, on the label? Like as yours, release it as yours. We'll give it to you. Said artist said, all right, are you sure? Like, all right, dope. He sent that same song to that sa- same label. The label said, yeah. Damn. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you'll say the no to me, but 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 you'll say yeah to him. Same song. Label didn't know it was the same song until they finalize it with the producer credits and everything. First of all, shout out to those boys. They make some heavy heaters, but absolutely, that, that's that's just crazy. I mean, it's it's true. Like, just like what you said, it's all who you know and everything we, like that with, with specifically yeah. the labels. But I think it's really dope to send. Yeah, I like the advice that you're giving and we definitely send it to our friends too before sending even thinking about sending to a label but that's right. crazy no and like you know a couple months ago that really would have surprised me but like hearing that now is just like 
it's crazy how like how I know the industry can be at times. Like it's just crazy like to know and accept that now. Like now, like it isn't that crazy to hear that. But if you were to tell me that like a few years year ago, ago or something like yeah, that, you'll be like, years. nah, it ain't like that. It can't be. Like, there's no way. Ghost producers. Yeah. yeah. Ghost producer. What's a ghost producer? Why? You're telling me somebody doesn't make their music yeah. and just pushes it out there and just plays all these shows. Like, no way. You know, like <laughs> crazy. Believe, believe crazy. it or not, bro, it is shit like this that happens on a regular basis. This is why I hate sending music to certain labels or all labels in particular, because they're all going to say no to begin with. All because, you know, they look at my my social media to say, oh, it doesn't have that much pull. Uh, maybe, nah, we'll pass it. But again, I'll send that song to another artist. They'll be like, yeah, let's sign it. Well, fuck you then. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> At that point, the best thing that you can do is just send it over to these artists. If they fuck with it, they're going to play it. Label's going to look for you. And that's what we did with our, our Quicks remix. Actually, we sent it to our good friend Jinx, who's a part of Cardinal. And uh, we sent it to her and she was like, oh my gosh, this is really good. Like, I'm going to start playing this out. And we're like, sure. Like, you mind passing it up the chain and seeing what they think? And because of like her recommendation and good thought, like I will never forget the day. Like she sent it to them and then in the group chat, they're like, wow, this is really good. Like this is better than all the remixes we posted on SoundCloud. Like all of oh, these, shit. like, oh, you shit. Know, it, it was cool. It was cool. And like they supported it and they let us release it as the official remix, which is cool. But you're right. Like if we would have maybe just emailed them and just be like, hey, this remixes uh, we put together, like, would you guys mind supporting it? Like, who knows what they would have said if we would have went a different approach, you know? That's why I always push the narrative of re of self-release. Granted, it's a lot of investment behind it. If you don't have the resources out of it, obviously, you're shooting yourself in the foot. But it's better off doing it that way than doing for labels because... Look, look at this spectrum. What is it that you need from the labels? Like, what is it? In the audience that you don't already have, I guess. Bingo. <laughs> That's exactly what you need from the uh, from the label. Label what they, they need you. They don't care about shit. They don't care about you. They don't need you. They already got, they're already self-made. self, self They're self-established, you know? They don't need you. So the only thing that you're providing then is an opportunity to release then so you can take some of their audience to you. Mm -hmm. I say, why don't you find a way to listen their audience to you? How do you do that? Sending those music to their artists. If their artists like it, they fuck with it, they support it. Obviously, the label's gonna notice it. It's like, huh? Never heard of that song. You you did that song? No, my boy did it. Huh? That's pretty dope. And that's when the label will start to look at you, and that's when people will start to look at you. And then once people start looking at you. That's when you do your self-made release. You did the whole marketing. You did the whole promotion. You did everything. You put in your heart and soul into the whole thing. So, you know, everybody can say, let the let your homies know the, who played it. It's like, yo, guys, I, I just released it. You know, the, the song, the idea that you guys have been playing all this time. Absolutely. They're going to fucking repost it. And when the label sees some of the stuff that they reposted, they'll be like, oh, shit, that's dope. Damn. Mm -hmm. Okay. If these people fuck with it, then all right, maybe we should fuck with them. Wow. Yeah. The importance of self-release, you know, and obviously at the end of the day, all royalties goes to you. Yeah, at the end of the day, it can't get better than Not that, right? Not bad about that. Yeah. 
up the pie with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Of course, like I said, of course, the only thing you need from the labels is, you know, their audience, you know, and obviously if you get a release on a label, I'm not going to be mad about that shit. I've released uh, songs on different various labels. and I'm fucking happy about it. I'm like, fuck, yeah, about them time. Yeah. But on the long run, you kind of want to make your own release your own music because sometimes these labels become gatekeepers. Yeah, 100%. And then you then if you send the same song to various labels and nobody fuss with it, and you feel like it's the hot shit, like you know it's a banging, like you know it's gonna be like next level shit. If you don't release it, it becomes in the drawer. Mm-hmm. Don't waste that. Just go for it. Release it. Worst thing, that, uh, worst that, thing that can happen. What? What's the worst thing that can happen? Barely anybody will listen to it. Okay, fine. At least I release it. I'm happy the fact that I release it. It's out there. I know people will listen to it. Will fuck with it. Now that's a tough issue. We we can feel that 100. And it's not necessarily the waiting part. It's just like, should we do this? Should we wait? Should we do this? Should but we like, wait till we make something better? Yeah, like, like you know, like there's the projects that we have, like so many different projects. Some unfinished, some finished, some very close to being finished. But like you know, it. You're right. That is that's a super tough factor of it all, and like realistically it's reality like you're right just self-releasing is like the most important thing and like we've honestly got a couple emails and from like a couple of record labels and stuff like that, oh. that like that have asked for like us to release tracks but like i agree 100 with what you're saying on self-releases and i kind of want to keep riding this wave for a little bit yeah until we really get to the point of like where we want to be you yeah. know like i still think there's a lot of room for growth. Like we really are taking 2021 as whatever can come like by God's grace, like we're going to enjoy and we're going to take it. But like, besides for that, we know this year is going to be a grind year, you know, like yeah. gonna, as much as we can learning as much as we can. Like this is, it feels like this year was like the first half a step in the door, you know, like with forbidden and all that like such an amazing experience, like talking that into reality and then like going there, like we both had the time of our lives, met so many cool people. Talk about a, a networking weekend. Like, wow, that was, it was, it was a great time. So many great people, but yeah, yeah, we definitely, I agree with what you said about the self-release. Like that's, I feel like that's so important to me. And then just pushing it on a bunch of labels that you, you know, that you're not even a fan of in, in, in the long yeah. run. Eventually, eventually they're going to come to you. You know, when you're already getting up there in the, in the momentum, they're going to come to you. Absolutely. It, it, it never fails. They're going to come to you. They don't look at you right now because to them, their eyes, you're irrelevant. But you need to let them know. It's like, nah, I'm, I'll show you who's irrelevant. You know, you know why? <laughs> you know why? I'll give you guys a little sick. Today, in today's world, where that you can release your own music on your own platforms. It's already... I'd put a damper on labels. Let me, let me tell you this, guys. In a few years, I don't know when, maybe a decade from now, record labels will become non-existent. You know why? Because everybody has the platform, the tools to distribute and release their music. Mm-hmm. Like, we have what we call TuneCore which you basically pay $50 a year and you distribute your music on all platforms. 
and get every single revenue out of it. All you pay is $50 a year. That's it. And you get all your revenues on any platform. Spotify, Apple, Apple, like Tidal, um, Amazon. Yeah. Any other like. I used Discord when I did the one back in 2019. Yeah, last year, 2020. But yeah, same thing. And it's it's great to do. And so, yeah, it totally makes sense when you're saying. Yeah. Everyone's an even playing field. Right. Yeah. It be- it's becoming, a, like you said, level playing field in which I have the ability to do it. So what is it that I need from you? And see, that's the problem with these labels that they don't realize it because obviously some of these self-made labels, they already have their audience. They already got their people. So they ain't going nowhere anytime soon. But they need to start figuring out on stuff to continue having their fan base and keeping them fan base to themselves because if not bro then imagine imagine a fucking virtual riot releasing his music on his own without disciple imagine when virtual riot decides like i'm not, i don't want to release on disciple anymore not that i'm saying it's not because they're in good relationships and they made his career but imagine one day virtual riot decides like i want to release music on my own it literally, oh, it literally takes a whole chunk away from the, like a, the d is gone it's basically gone. the d <laughs> is gone <laughs> so gone. imagine so what is it that the labels can have can tell virtual wire to convince him to stay over mm-hmm. like yeah. like it becomes a it becomes an issue where like if i can do it why do i need you and that's why labels are going to start looking at you guys up and commerce that they're, they're they're building momentum say hey come hey swing over here release some of your music over here that's their strategy because they know that the labels are dying like perfect example in the EDM scene never say dies black label is done finished is it actually officially officially wow i honor that that slipped right past i i know i haven't seen anything re- released on it in a while but because they're done. Wow. Because it got to the point that they're written underground shit that they started out lasted for a few years. And then when they start seeing that the dubstep scene started to sound a bit more rhythm and underground like their black label, that they start releasing on their main label. And then they're like, okay, what do we have like label for? Dang. That's because the scene is so changed. And when the scene is so changed, you gotta adapt to that. And if you don't, that's how labels like that die out. That's crazy. I, I that I, I honestly probably would have came across that one day and been like, man, what 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 happened with that? But that makes sense. It really does make sense. You're right. It makes sense. And makes people sense. are gonna tell you, I'm talking shit. I'm talking crazy. What are you listening to this nutcase? <laughs> People are going to tell you all this stuff. I'm No, I'm telling you, bro, because I've deal with this shit before. Like, people are going to say you all sorts of things about me and they're going to say, like, oh, my God, like what he's saying is caca. <laughs> <laughs> but what people don't know is that I was always the quiet person everywhere. Fly on the wall. <laughs> I'm in the wall right there. <laughs> minding my own business, just drinking my water. In the corner. <laughs> And I'm and here's the thing. I see everything and I know everything. I hear everything and I know everything. See, best example I can give you guys. A wise man learns from his own mistakes. A wiser man learns from other people's mistakes. That is that is a million dollar statement. Yeah, right why have there. I never Wait, heard that? I've and, heard it. I've heard it once or twice before. I'm gonna give that. you the OG credit that, for that one right there. <laughs> 
Boom, let's go. Thank you. <laughs> yes, guys. Yes, because the fact that I've been around with so many people and I've been around with so many A&Rs and so many, you know, industry people, like there were things in which I want to argue with. I want to, you know, counter argue with or say some things, but I had to be quiet. And the reason I have to be quiet, it's because people are not ready to have those conversations with me. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they know that they're the most uncomfortable conversations, 100%. which is why I built this podcast. So and I can have these conversations with you guys. Yeah. I can have these conversations with my other homies. Can I have these conversations even to myself? Shit. I started with this podcast talking to myself. I just grabbed this mic, grab a webcam and start talking and just basically s- stating Facts. I'm not not bullshitting you guys. No, <laughs> I, 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 I I saw you say you were like, you're like, you know, I just like talking to myself so much. So I was like, why don't I just start a podcast? I and I was that. cracking up. I seriously love that. I feel like I've been talking to myself all day too. So I applaud you for that because I don't you. know what would come out of my mouth if I started my own podcast. <laughs> a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. We don't know. <laughs> unless unless you grab the mic and start doing it, we don't know what may happen. But hey, here I am. And yes, guys, yeah, guys, I love talking to myself a lot. It's not very, what's the word that you guys will call it? It's not narcissistic. No. No. What, what's the word? Like, there, that's a word when you say, oh, this guy talks about himself a lot. That's well, the word. Self conceited. Self conceited, right. I'm not trying to be self conceited because I, I started this podcast for educational purposes, for showing this to, to people like you guys, up and comers. And, every other person wants to be part of the industry because I'm trying to help you guys out or help everybody in the masses to let everybody know, watch out. If you want this, here are the things you're supposed to expect. And the reason why I'm doing this is because nobody's going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to tell you unless you hit yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be like, damn, now I know. Shit, my bad, yo. It's like, why do we need to have those my bad? Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not your fault. And it's nobody's fault. It's just nobody came to you and told you what are the rules of the game. You just basically grab the ball and start playing. And you're like, uh, I don't know. I, I can just run run without dribbling. Mm-hmm. That's basically how it, how the industry is. Nobody tells you. Unless somebody tells you, nobody knows. You guys don't know what you're doing. You guys do do what you guys are believing are doing. And that's where I come into the, into the room and say like, oh, yo, what you guys are doing, keep doing. Just remember, when you face this, remember this, do this, do that. Blah, 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 blah. That's it. Yeah. Because I want to make sure that everybody avoids those mistakes that I did or the mistakes that other people made or or my friends made. You know, I want yeah. you guys to avoid that as much as possible. Granted, there are times in which you cannot avoid it. It will happen sooner or later. That's fine. But at least you know what to do next afterwards. And you know that you can overcoming easily. It's like, oh, I remember when Wolfson told me about this. Like, man, now I know what I got to do. Let's go and do this shit, right? 100%. I respect that. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, of course, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to do this as much as possible for everybody and trying to put you guys all in the map, you know, because I believe that you guys are talented and not enough credit are being given to you guys. So like, I always try to find new talented people and put it on my platform and it's, and have them over here and then just like do what you guys got to do, you know? Yeah. 100%, 100%. I can't emphasize how much we're like, we're more, I, I would literally say we're more eager for the grind of getting to that point mm. 
than that being point at that, it's, point. that point itself. Right. I know it sounds kind of like backward, but like I, I find myself all the time being like staring at somebody or something and just be like, that person's going to know who we are one day. Yes. Like that person is seriously going to know who we are one day. And it's going to be with the right reason. You know, they're going to be like, wow, these people, like, I want these people, you know, like that's, and, and it's just like self motivation that we give each other like all the time, you know? And that's what's cool because we're doing it with somebody else. A lot of people are like, wow, you guys are so lucky you get to do it like together, you know? But it's just really the best of both worlds, honestly. I 100% agree, man. And yeah, this is pretty much some of the stuff that we all learn from. And like you say, it's there's nothing wrong to learn every day, man. We learn from this and it's always good to learn even more, man. That's how you be, you evolve yourself. Not yeah. as, a, as a music producer, but as a human being itself. Mm-hmm. Learn more be better, you know? Always be open-minded and so hearing what people have to say. That's definitely important as well. Absolutely. And especially, especially when people are giving you feedback, like always try to be open-minded. Never take anything personal because sometimes I see a lot of people like they take shit personally when they give them a very critique feedback. Kid you not, I saw this a couple of times in the, in the Defire Society when some of these big artists like Odd Prophet or Crimson Child or Tremor or Black Sheep, homies, they all go do feedbacks from some of these people. They literally go in depth and they critique very hard and maybe sometimes harshly, but it's necessary that they need to learn because like if, if I don't tell you harshly the truth about it, you're just going to keep continuing making the same mistakes. Right. You can you can argue with me saying like, well, there's a better way to say it. But like, okay, there's a better way to say it. But do you want to learn the fast way to learn your mistakes, or you want to learn the long way to learn your mistakes? I no, I know what you're talking about because when I was learning how to DJ, like I gave definitely like gave me that. But I'm like I don't I didn't know how to like read the music and everything, and mm. it's like I totally understand. But it's just like. Sometimes like you need to just listen to what people are talking about and like yeah. what they have to say. Otherwise, I would have just kept making the same mistakes and transitioning wrong and you know doing all these things that I didn't know what I was doing. But you have to be open minded and realize like okay, I don't know what I'm doing and that's okay. And that's why you're asking for the help and receiving it like the way that you should be. Exactly. Which also goes back to having genuine friends. Like mm-hmm. we have friends that'll literally tell us. Yeah, you need to just scratch this project and start another one. Totally. Like, and which I appreciate, you That's know, like yeah. there's been definitely conversations like that, which I appreciate. I'm like, hey, I don't really know about this project. I started at 4 a.m. last night. Can you just tell me what you think about it? And sometimes they're like, yo, this is really dope. I would change the drums on this, like maybe do this, that, and the other. But sometimes they're just like, yo, this is shit. And same things happen on the fry with us. Like we've sent in tracks before that. People have loved, and then we've sent them some that they're like, ah, this is too loud. It sounds so over compressed. What are you doing? Like, yeah. but like, you have to take it with a grain of salt and be like, you know, like, hey, this is what we signed up for. Like, we want that brute. Yes. If they were to tell me it was gas and the next banger, and I put it out, and then I have people commenting, like, oh, this is over compressed trash, then I'd be upset. I'd be yeah. like, oh, he told me it was fire, you know? That's yeah. why it's important to have people who keep it real with you around, you know? Absolutely. That real feedback is always important. Absolutely, bro. And shout out to everybody who does that, man. You know, it's always good to have those people around you. I always got my go-to people. Like, I only have like three people that I go to for listening music. 
And those are my goal three people because all three of them are talented as fuck. Obviously, you know two of them. But I always go to them because I can trust them and they'll give me to me straight up facts out of, out of it, you know? And and if from those three people, they tell that it's fire, like it's good, let's go, I release it. I was like, that's it, I'm done. Like, I don't need to change it anymore because the more I change it, then it becomes, you know, different than what I originally wanted. So yeah, the more you look at a project, it just goes downhill. Like if you got <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's just there. Let it. the amount of stuff we do after people already tell us it's good just because, oh, I think it'd be a little bit better if, you know, this is that and that and that. And then you just ruin it. You know, you yeah. ruin like the what it had before. I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah. So how do you guys come about when it comes to DJing? Like how, what's your, what's your thought process when you DJ as a duo? You know, I, because I'm, I'm very curious how duos actually do it because the people that I know that are duos, yeah. Most, see, the thing about Mozart is that Josh is the DJ. And Pat is yeah. the drummer. Yeah. So they they never like Pat knows how to DJ and he's a very good hype man. He's a very good DJ. But usually I see Josh more as the main guy with the DJs. So yeah. I'm always curious how you guys how you guys go about when it comes to DJing. It was it was definitely, I'll tell you this, it was not easy. Mm-hmm. Was, um this was like it, this was supposed to be the easier part was, but was <laughs> okay the harder yeah. part yeah. you know like, <laughs> okay because like I think like I know DJing is just like one part of it and a lot of people are really stuck on the producing half yeah but like I feel at home behind the DJ deck mm. and like she's now at that point too but you know when you're DJing there's like a certain flow there's a certain like timings and there's all these different aspects that go into it and. Yeah, it was tough for me and it was obviously super tough for her. I mean, within like her first five months, mm-hmm. like she was playing on CDJs in front of a crowd, which was like crazy because that that contraption back there looks so scary at first. And then you get behind it and then you're like, oh, my gosh, this is yeah. a walk in the park. I could yeah. do this like with my eyes closed now. But it was hard. I mean, we definitely took some time like to really work on balancing off of each other. And like we did like the most anything we could do to get behind a deck when it was super early in this project, we took like we took live streams for like our friends that like wanted to put on a live stream. Boom, we'd do it like just stuff before we even really promoted ourselves because we really wanted to give it a test. And, you know, and it took a lot of time and a lot of effort, like a cooperative effort from both of us and being like, okay. Kelly now when this happens like this and I'm like teaching her and she's picking it up and then we're slowly putting it to work but it's cool now we've built this flow and this like trust that people really dig in the crowd because now we're just it's like we just like feed off each other's energy it's like a video game like she's on those two decks I'm on these two decks what do you have next because I have this one yeah and like it's, like, it's so much know. fun because then it's like I'll look over. This happened last Thursday. I look over and I see Gabe's like has the two tracks that I have on this side. I'm like, okay, well that's a good sign. Like we're both in the same exact vibe, but let me like change these real quick. Eight but, months ago, that wasn't the case. No, it was not the case. Not. <laughs> I, to be honest, like you would have heard me eight months ago. You would be like, um, I think it's time to put it put it away. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, but seriously, I'm super grateful for for Gabe and how how much patience he has with me and everything and it's been it's been a lot but it's been such a blessing to be able to have him by my side doing this and really being a full teacher and 
putting his project to the side and like joining ours. And I think it's been really awesome. And I really, I really love it. And it's super fun to just get up there. And now usually we'll always try to like make a set and then we do it and then we get up there and then we just freestyle because it's like, wait, this would be better because this and this, and I see the crowd is doing this. So like, let's keep this wave. So, it, you know, it's just more fun because you're more in the moment mm. instead of, you know, trying to plan it. But there are times definitely where it's it's fun. It's good to plan it. And we do make the efforts like forbidden stuff. But yeah, we didn't freestyle. For no, <laughs> we didn't no. freestyle. Oh, oh. But, but <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but um, yeah, definitely. It's 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 great because before we, we weren't able to freestyle when I when I wasn't too familiar with everything. But now it's been it's been really fun. I, I never tell you guys that the best way for you guys to learn as a duo now i now i know more sense of what you guys are uh yeah freestyle because yeah. the way here's here's a here's a funny way to look at it because every time i try to do a back to back with somebody i make it like it was my own competition i'm trying to outdo Why you. Do stop <laughs> yeah, i try you're taking the words out of my mouth. <laughs> out of my mouth. He I literally says that all the time. Every, all time, the time. every time I go back to back with somebody, it's like, I'm going to show you up. Like I'm going yeah. it's, it's not like it's not like a bad thing. No, 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 like, no. It, oh, it's I'm so just, fun. It's I, like <laughs> I'm just super confident in my DJing skills and I love and I love like I love having that. I love somebody that throws down a big banger after me and like, oh, that's what you're going to do. You're going to drop this song on me. Okay, well, let me I go got, in here. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's, this is what, that's the best way. I'm telling you, it's the best way. So if you guys follow that same dynamic of freestyle and, you know, going, trying to be outdo the other, like, and oh, by the way, it's there's nothing wrong about planning your set either. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong about it. Just remember yourself that you have to read your crowd. Like if the set goes how it's supposed to be and you feel at a certain point in the crowd ain't going, it's time to freestyle a little bit so you can get the crowd going back again, you know? But right. you can never go wrong with freestyle. I'm telling you, this is how me and, and Nitty Gritty, we've done it when we started out. We just basically outdid each other. That's the whole game. We started outdidding each other. And when he looks at me, we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. let me go. And then he does throw some Michael Jackson on my face. I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I can't compete with that. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, all right, I bet. I got you. I got you. Lo, yo, let me put you with some hard squirrelish shit, you know? You and get really cool out here. <laughs> there's, yeah. literally, there's literally no best feeling like than that. I mean, we haven't had that many back-to-backs because, like, people really refrain from having like three people behind the decks, but you know, abduction got, when abduction got canceled, uh, there was a venue in Orlando that like reached out to us <laughs> and we were, it was just like almost midnight and they yeah. wanted us to come throw down there because they knew we were in town and we were with our friend Marcel, uh, Cello, and he goes by Cello. He's pretty uh, well known, like in Florida, he's, makes crazy great music he just dropped the remix go get that insane remix uh, yeah, but uh fair. but yeah so he was like you guys want to go play back to back and i was like let's do it and it was literally that exact thing and we were it just going so hard fun. and so there's fun. like 300 400 people in this small like small very venue, small but like just going insane and we were just like eating it up because we were having the time of our lives Marcel would go, I would go, Kelly would go, Kelly would go, Marcel would go. And we had no order. We were just up there like having a good time. Yeah, exactly. 
best way, man. I'm happy to hear that stuff, man. Yeah. That's dope, bro. So is that is that how it mo most likely how it goes when you guys are doing music or you guys are actually much more into a little bit of thinking together? How What goes the creative process behind that? He's actually really, really good. And it's like, like this is what like kind of throws me off because it's like so soon, you know? But then again, she does have a little bit of musical theory behind her, but like she is really good at like structuring tracks. Mm. Like she can really build like like a good basis to a track, you know? Yeah. And like I'm pretty good at myself, but like I'm just surprised at how good she is because like she can start something like while say I'm out and I'm at work or I'm doing something, I'll come home and she'll be like, Oh, I started this. And I'm like, Oh, I play it. Like, I want to hear it. And I'm like, wow, like, this is really cool. Like, let me, let me tweak this, 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 and that. And like, same thing, vice versa with me. I can be like, okay, Kelly, like, I don't know what keys to play for this melody. Like, I don't think this melody is it. I don't think this is a winning progression. Like, can you like put down the keys for me? Cause I'm not like musically technically inclined, but mm -hmm. like, obviously I can get around it because Ableton's now just made for dummies. Now, you know, they made it so Straight that anybody, up. That's my favorite DAW, Ableton exactly. user-friendly. That's what exactly. I keep telling everybody. It's funny because at first I literally wanted to like rip my hair out while opening Ableton. And now it's like, it's my treat when I come home from work, you know? Yeah. Like, what can I make to today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what can I make today? But like, definitely. Yeah. But getting back to it, like, yeah, she's, she's really like good at like structure and like from a musical standpoint. So it is... It's like a it's like a dual effort, you know, like mm. because we can both contribute in different ways mm. that we weren't even expecting her yeah. to be able to contribute this early. But like we're just lucky that everything planned out this way and that like I don't know many people that can pick up CDJs in three months and she did that. I don't know a lot of people who can learn able I know a ton of people that still reach out to me and now her even to learn about they, Ableton. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's, like what? Wow, that's wild. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's not like <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. But like that's crazy. Like, there's people that like there's actual advice that she can give people when like it took me a good, I, I would say like a year to like be able to put something down, like legitimately like put something half decent down, you know? It's cool, it's really cool. Having two people makes it so much easier. Definitely. That, that's pretty dope. Um, and so when it comes to sound designing, like who actually does the most on that department? And what do you use for sound designing? Serum. It's Serum. Okay. I usually do most of it. And she's been really like focusing in on it recently. Like she's been watching a bunch of like tutorials online. Like we're all learning. Like I'm learning key progressions. She's learning Serum, like, you know, like different things. We've also been working on like resampling like off of Splice because it's really cool. Like how... Mm. We have so many things that we can pull and just make unique, you know, like, cause when we first started producing, I told Kelly, like we, she, she, she got hooked and then she, bought, so <laughs> she got, she bought Ableton on her computer. And I was like, all right, Kelly, like, let me give you a couple of laws of producing, you know, you can't use all samples. I was like, you can't just copy and paste samples like you gotta Hell make no. it unique you know like yeah. you gotta make it different i feel like something we do really well in is like for you're you're asking like who sound designs more i feel like with what gabe was saying 
I really like to use a MIDI and like use the keyboard because I play piano. So I feel like that's pretty much how I structure my songs. So I'll like think of a little melody and play it out. And then I'll start writing in my head, even if the words aren't going to be permanent or whatever. That's how I structure it. But then on the other hand, Gabe, he like will make those sounds, those serum samples that I'm using for my chord progression or vice versa. If I just go to an initial serum preset, I kind of tweak it a little and then I'll I'll be like, babe, this is like what I want to make it sound like. It'll be like, okay, do this, this and this. So it's it's really like we're always just bouncing off each other and everything that we do. And it's, it's really helpful. Obviously, we watch a lot of videos and work our way up. But yeah, definitely just loving the process and loving the journey of learning something new every day. That's yeah. pretty dope. And you know what? I commend you guys doing the, the resampling. You know why? Because that's the best way for you guys to be original, unique, diverse against all others. Because mm -hmm. many, many, many producers I hear, they use the same fucking presets of Serum. I've used presets before. Everybody uses presets. I'm not trying to tackle that. But if you're going to use a preset, be original about it. I mean, it's like at least change the wave tabler or change the LFO shapes or do something about it that makes it sound different than what it was the original sound. That's why doing resampling, especially from Splice, is the most helpful thing to do. The way I go about sound designing is that I found I find any sound that I like or I sound design for Serum, just the basic shit, and I resample it like 50 times. Not mm -hmm. even kidding. And you I go I go by LFOs, Corpus, Echoing, and Redots. And let's go with my favorite plugin, Portal. Portal. We got to get that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been on Portal yet. But I've been on a bunch, but I haven't been on Portal yet. It's a granulator synthesizer. Basically, is the hottest shit I've ever do like if there's free plugins that I use by heart in Ableton, it is Portal, Serum, and Fat Filter. Mm -hmm. Everything else is yeah. Ableton stock plugins. Even when I'm mixing and mastering, stock plugins. I kid you not. Portal is from Output. You guys should check it out. I highly recommend it. It's like $150, the VSD, but Oh my God, it's going to take your sound design to the next level. I kid you not. And it's so simple. And what it does is just basically grabs the sound that you have and just fucks it up even more and takes away its original sound and just adding more layers to it. It's very easy. I kid you. Pretty not. much just adding that girth to the to the sound that sometimes yeah. you're missing. Or even yeah. that glitchiness that you actually want. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. I can use this as a shot. Oh, my God. I just destroyed this original sound and it came from this sound. Yeah. And it's good. <laughs> and it's good. After you can literally resample anything and i think that's the most beautiful part like i remember yes. like someone i was just watching probably some defier video and this guy was like using a kick as a screech oh that oh was my god that I was adson yeah that was adson who did he I was remember. yeah that guy is just nuts when it comes to resampling i'm like dude you are a sicko he literally would like i think if i remember correctly he trimmed it like way down duplicated it, consolidated it, 
post-processed it. And then like five minutes later, we're sitting here listening to a background layer screech. And I'm like, yeah, Dude, this is absolutely <laughs> insane. Like who would think to make a kick a thing, but that just proves to you that like there's endless opportunities in yes. every single sample. Even if you hear a part of a sample you like, I will literally take a whole, like, you know how Splice sometimes has like literally full drops on yeah. it. Like, yeah, exactly. But I hear one thing that I like that's ear candy. Boom, I cut that. I start editing it. I start post-processing, start throwing a bunch of OTTs on it, whatever I'm doing, you know, like just trying different things because nothing's wrong, you know, like you could just find something cool. And with that, do you believe that sound designing, is it a luxury or a necessity? I think it's the producer's preference at the end of the day. Mm. Because there's a lot of big people, like big, big, big artists that do genuinely make their music. Some that use all samples, like Peekaboo. Peekaboo's a huge artist. And I've heard from many different people that he's a huge resample guy. And which I think is super cool because his music is, I think it's like some timeless music, you know, that Here With Me remix, like that's a timeless track. And if you're telling me he did that all from samples, that's absolutely amazing. You know, like I think it's personal preference, you know, like I feel like with her, it would be like more like serum oriented because she does like to play the chorus. She likes to play yeah. the midis. But like, I really think at the end of the day, it's like producer preference. You know, some people like to work with samples and they like working with audio files and some people are okay working with MIDI channels, you know? For me, it's, yeah, for me, I think it's, like kind of a necessity and like I want to get there to that point where I'm like okay I know how to make this sound and I can just get a blank wavetable and make it like I think that's so dope and I know it's like yeah you can you can have samples that sound like everyone else's by doing that but at the same time I really like it because then like Gabe always says you can have a happy accident from recent like making a original serum sample like that and I think it's cool but yeah I agree with Gabe too it's a preference but for me, I, I want it to become a necessity. That's pretty dope. A few questions and we can wrap this up, guys. Right now, why is it that you guys decided to take the name as Dream Takers? So when we were after that dinner that I told that we told you guys about, yeah. um, we were sitting up until like 6 a.m. And we were like, you know, trying to force a name, trying to pick one. And we we're like about to go to bed and Gabe's like, dream chasers and i was like wait that sounds like kind of dope dream chasers and then gabe's no, like I no said, no exactly what <laughs> i said was i she always messes up this part of the story i said dream chasers i'm just spitting off names yeah and then i said but then i said dream because i grew up in philly so i heard at dream chase dream chasers popped in my mind and that's meek mills thing so i was just like we can't oh, use dream yeah. chasers i was like we can't use that something along those lines though and then kelly was like dream takers and i was just like and then we started thinking about it and we're like dude we're not just like chasing our dream like we're taking this dream making it a reality and we're doing it like we're not we're not just expecting it or hoping and wishing for it we're doing it so yeah i think that's really dope add the fire add the fire <laughs> shots fire bro let that record oh. 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 about that's pretty dope to hear that now what has been your greatest accomplishment up to now i mean i really feel like the point where we're at mentally right now it's like mm. one of the best like accomplishments that where we're at like i want to say forbidden you know like 
we're super proud of that. Like it was a huge accomplishment. Obviously it was, you know, it was that dream that like I had thought of and I like had manifested it into and like, and that was a super proud moment for us. But like, I think where we're at mentally is like our best accomplishment. Cause like, we're so happy with what we're doing. Yeah. And yet we know it's so early. Like, I just can't wait to like look back in like a couple of years and be like, wow. Like, where has the time been, you know? Because right. things move by so quick. Like, if we talk about this last year, like, I can't even explain to you. Like, I think of things that happened a year ago like they happened last week. Like, it's 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 insane. It but is crazy. I think that's a huge, I think that's a huge accomplishment. Like, it's like not your normal answer, mm. but, you know, it's like... And also, I know what you mean. Like, also yeah. just like, like letting go of like what other people think and, you know, just really diving into it and being like yeah this is what we want to do we're going to go into a full force and i think that's a big accomplishment in itself and like gabe was saying our, our mental state and where we're at right now is a really good place to be in and we're super excited for for what's to come and piggybacking off of what she said like we both were like like we still are but like we were like different people before music if that makes sense you mm. know like, not like in like a bad way, but like we used to like, you know, we were, we're, I'm still in school. Like she's like done. She's graduating. Like I, I have a year left and, you know, college kids enjoying college like a couple of years ago. Like, and it was like, you know, it was that, like, we like to go out. We like to have fun. Like we like to do all this stuff, but like another big accomplishment has been like focusing on what we really like to do. And, you know, like the one thing that I try to tell everybody is like when you're doing this music stuff and like you really start to tell like who like your really close friends are and like who your really true homies are. Because to some people, oh, where have you been? I don't see you. Like you never come around anymore. Like you don't you're not friends with mm -hmm. us. Like you don't like us, da, 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 this, that, and the mm -hmm. other. And then there's your true homies your 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 real day ones your, your loyal friends who are just like yo i know you've been grinding like i'm proud of you like like i see you're working you know like that's that's been a huge realization like over the last couple of years is just like seeing those people who are like they understand that like you have a goal in your mind and like that's that's essentially like why we we still hang out with our friends we still do fun things it's just like we're just in a different lane now you know a different mental state like we're super yeah. focused like we want to get things done, you know? It's cool. That's pretty dope. So what are you guys are currently doing right now? And what do you hope to accomplish? So right now, we've just been figuring, figuring out our sound. And we've been having a lot of tracks now that we've made that we're actually having to record my voice on. And I'm super pumped about that. Because for a little minute there, we made the two remixes. And that was super fun. And it was good to, you know, get our sound out there and try a couple different things out. But right now, what we're working on is making those tracks and actually putting my vocals in. And I'm learning how to vocal process and Gabe knows how to do it as well. So I think it's really cool to, you know, pick that part end up end of it up too. And yeah, what we hope to accomplish is to have, I'd say at least a single out within the next month and hopefully an EP sometime, maybe the end of the year. I don't know. We're not sure yet because we don't want to you know, rush anything. But yeah, we're just playing shows here and there whenever we get the chance, whenever we're blessed with a show. And yeah, it's been really, really fun. We're just taking it day by day. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but we got a super exciting collab with uh, 
here first on your podcast. Especially. Oh, <laughs> no pie exclusive. Let's go. <laughs> but, uh, with one of uh, our homies, Afterthought, uh, he has many great tracks. Um, he is actually a great testament to the scenarios that you're talking about of just talking and communicating with people when you're out. He actually wasn't even playing at Forbidden Kingdom. He was there and we hit it off, all three of us, and we were just talking, hanging out. He was just a genuine dude, like super cool. And like I had known who he was from the past because I had listened to his music in the past. And, you know, I was just in the green room with him and I was like, hey, you're afterthought. Nice to meet you. I'm Gabe. Like just casual conversation. And we just like talked and we hit it off. And yeah, we got a super fun collab going to be coming out with him sometime soon. Not really sure when, but yeah, it's been started in the works and we're super excited about it. That's dope. That's dope. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So one last question and we can end this right here. Let's just say that your touring is about to start and you're going to be out for many, many years. But there's somebody that's trying to follow your footsteps and they want to learn more about you guys, but there's not enough time yet. He gives you a piece of paper. Please give me free pieces of advices that I can follow. What are those free advices that you will give to that person? I'll start off with one. Uh, or you start off. You can do two. I'll do one. Okay. Um, I would say just to really make sure that what you you are doing and you're trying to accomplish is something that is fulfilling to mm. you. Because if it's not, you're going to be chasing something you're never going to catch. And it's just going to be a constant inner battle with yourself mentally, emotionally. And I think if you're doing something you truly love, then go all in. You can't look back. Do whatever you have to do to get this done and you will see results because it's like working out. You work out once, you're not going to see results. You work out 30 times, you're going to start seeing a little bit of something here and there. So I would just say keep going at it no matter what. This is like, there's so many good answers for this, but uh, I'm going to have to go with, I'm going to have to go with believing in yourself and doubling Mm. down with yourself. Like when you're back against the wall, like I got this, we got this. Like, Self-confidence is like a huge thing. Like I see some people like that just like, you know, they're kind of lacking. And like when you truly believe in yourself and like, I know it's so cliche to say and you hear people all the time being like, you can do anything. Like if you put your mind to it, but like realistically, like as of really recently, like really the past year, I've really started to believe in like this whole like manifesting thing. Cause like, I never realized how much in my life I've been manifesting without really understanding what manifesting something is, you know, like I've been doing it my whole life. I said, I was going to play college basketball when I was growing up. I was like, I want to play on TV when I was growing up. And like, you know, like, I made that happen. And like, it was just like, you know, now it's just like, we're on to the next like stage of life now, you know, we're super excited about it. And like, whenever we're backs against the wall, we're always going to double down with ourselves. And, you know, we're confident with our work and like, kind of where we're at. I, I think that was, that would be mine. Just stay confident with yourself and double down on yourself at all times. That was good. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Hard to beat. But number three, I think would be, um, like you mentioned before, definitely network and talk to as many people as possible. Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to get rejected and keep keep going. Even if you do get rejected, 
there's always someone next that you can talk to. There's other people. You'll find your group. You'll find where you feel like you fit in and where you feel like people around you are bettering you. So keep keep searching for that and keep putting yourself out there because you'll find the right people. And don't just be nice to the people that you think will benefit you. You'd be surprised about the amount of people that if you would have just said one right thing to or just been actually genuinely kind, like that's why you just have to remain kind and genuine at all times. Like you can't be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that that's the most that's my true, motto. That's the most truthful statement because seriously, if people don't understand that, you could be talking to someone not even knowing that their brother's girlfriend is the daughter of something, you know? So like I think that's I think that's a perfect one for the ending because like you never know. You really never know. Best advice I can ever give to anyone. Just be humble. 100%. Humble yourself. Be respectful. And yeah, just go out there. Network. Do what you guys got to do. If you really believe it, you're passionate about it, go for it. I wholeheartedly agree to what you guys said. And those are great advice. Thank you very much for sharing them. Well, we're going to wrap this up right now, guys. Thank you very much for coming in, man. I really appreciate you guys coming over. It means a lot, you know, for you guys to say yes and coming over to my show. Thank you so much for having us. This has been a blast. Yeah, this is actually like fun. I feel like yeah, I just I learned so, so much about myself and like you and Gabe and like it's been really it's been really great to talk to you i'm happy to hear that i'm having next time when you guys are already up you guys can come back again and let's talk even more you know i i look forward to coming back in the future oh, i yeah. look forward to us having like a reunion show oh <laughs> hell yeah let's go you guys are more than welcome to do so that's ep on that's a single Nets tour let's go let's talk about that shit come over and grab a mic and let's do this you know before we go plug yourself out let the people know what you guys got to install let the people know where they can follow you go ahead follow us on instagram at dream x takers my personal is it's dtkb gabe my personal is it's dtgm see what we did there people uh but <laughs> but our our soundcloud is dream takers our twitter is dream x takers and yeah we got a bunch of fun stuff coming so everyone keep their eyes peeled we got some super exciting stuff that's gonna be coming real soon. that's the that's the wolf guys thank you very much for coming over to the episode and Thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So be sure to always like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and of course, the YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com. Please help me and get me to 100 subscribers at YouTube so I could have my own fucking URL. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of tired. Keep mentioning everybody's like, yeah, lovewolfpod.com. That's how you find me on YouTube channel. Like, no, I want my own fucking URL. So let me get to <laughs> help. Please, guys, help me to get 100 subscribers. And I promise you, I'll release one of my project sessions and you guys can do a remix out of it and do whatever the fuck you guys want. I'll promise <laughs> you that right now. So like the video, hit the bell notification, comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts, share your experiences. If you guys got a certain topic that you guys want me to cover for the next episode or you want, you know, dream tickets to cover on the next episode, please let me know on the comments down below. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys at the next one. Peace. Peace.